Hi, my name is Charlie, and I still play with cars. Hi, welcome back to the Still Plays With Cars podcast. In this episode, collecting cars. So I'll freely admit that I have a problem. It's like a automotive-based mental disability. <laughs> I currently own seven vehicles. Yeah, seven. Nine if we count the uh, girlfriend's Charger and Sprint. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a few. But I can't help it. I just, like, I spend all my time thinking about cars. It just, they just fill my head constantly. Uh, <laughs> I get up in the morning and... The first thing I do is like open Auto Trader or uh, Facebook Marketplace and just start looking at whatever's out there, you know. And I don't know why. I just like looking at cars and thinking about buying cars and thinking about what to do with cars. And yeah, I know that like if I sold all seven of my vehicles, I could probably have something really nice. Uh, the latest thing I've been thinking about is like a 85-ish Dodge Crew Cab long box dually and putting a Cummins 12 valve in it and a 13 speed out of a out of a semi truck Um, yeah so I know that like if I sold everything I could probably do that but like I can't sell my red Dodge Uh, That was the first thing I bought with my own money. Like, I went and got a loan to get this truck. And I can't sell the green truck because I feel like I owe it something. And I can't sell the power wagon because I need it for doing off-road things. And I can't sell the Jaguar because I bought that with my great-aunt's money that she left me. So... It reminds me of her. So there's like sentimental attachment to all of my vehicles. And I don't know why. I just like... uh, Can form some sort of a connection with a machine. And I'm sure other people can relate. But it really is like an addiction. I'm just constantly cars all the time. And like I could forget my own birthday but somebody asks me about the Dodge Viper and I can tell them the development for the Dodge Viper started in 1987 Uh, the original aluminum block was cast by Lamborghini because they were owned by Chrysler at the time and yeah but could literally forget my own birthday (laughs) but as far as collecting cars goes um, for me, it's about um, having a variety, you know, um, being able to experience different vehicles, and some of it is about the searching for them, you know, the the hunt, and um, the variety. Like I, I need to have different vehicles to do different things with or different vehicles to drive on a daily basis uh this has been the longest 
I've gone with a single vehicle insured, and it's driving me crazy. It's been about, oh man, probably about three years now that I've had a single vehicle insured, and I get tired of it. Uh, granted, it is a 2019 Ram 1500 uh, EcoDiesel, but uh, yeah, it's not the most exciting thing in the world to drive. It is capable and it is comfortable, but uh, it just lacks um, excitement. That's that's about it, really. It's just kind of an appliance. Um, the Jaguar, on the other hand, you get into that car, and it just makes everything better. You know, uh, you sink into the soft leather, and you hold on to the wood steering wheel, and you just relax. Everything just kind of fades away, or disappears into the rearview mirror very, very quickly. Uh, <laughs> if you so choose. Um, the 84 Celica GT. Uh, if you want to wring a car's neck and just drive the hell out of it, that is the car. Um, the only thing that I've had other than that that's been even remotely close to a driving to the same driving experience uh, would have been my 2016 Scion FRS. And even that, uh, the Sleek is more comfortable, it's more useful. Um, but yeah, it's got all of 100 horsepower, but it's so well balanced. And the steering wheel talks to you. Like it, You can tell exactly what's happening with the front tires. And of course, it's a manual transmission, so that's good fun too. But you get that on car onto gravel or get it sideways and the whole car just feels alive you know and the dodge trucks the green truck just started as we needed a pickup for yard work and over the years uh it kind of developed its own sort of personality and uh, saved my bacon <laughs> numerous occasions, as you've heard in previous stories. And I feel like I owe that truck. It's weird, but yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Anyways, there's there's more to collecting them for me than just having different vehicles to drive. Um, it's also looking at them. And, yeah, I own three of the same generation of Dodge trucks, but they are different in their own way. Um, the D150 uh, is an 82. It's got a kind of the egg crate style grille. Uh, it's a really dark forest green metallic. Uh, super pretty color. And it's got steel wheels with Dodge dish hubcaps. It's just a bare-bones truck. It was a fleet vehicle for um, Environment Canada. Um, the 87 uh, W250, the power wagon, it's gold. It's got the crosshair grille. Um, it's on 35-inch tires. They're still very similar-looking trucks, but different enough that makes it interesting. And then the 92 uh, D250 Cummins is 
a club cab long box. Uh, it's got twin five-inch chrome stacks. Um, it's got the different crosshair grill that started in 91, 92, 91, I think. But again, different enough that it's interesting to look at. Then there's the Celica. It's an 84. Um, it's kind of a square little hatchback thing. And it's kind of cool to look at. And then at the opposite end of that is the Jaguar, which is smooth and sleek and low. And also interesting to look at, you know. Uh cars that I look for oh man I'd love to be able to get a uh, 67 Plymouth GTX uh, 52 Dodge Power Wagon flat fender with the flathead 6 uh, just so that I could experience them you know uh, I'd love to get a McLaren F1 ha yeah, right. Uh, those are currently trading for 14 million and up, so that's never gonna happen. <laughs> but I can dream. There are other reasons for collecting vehicles. Um, as I mentioned, the McLaren F1s are trading for 14 million dollars and up now. Um, so there is a financial aspect, an investment aspect to collecting cars as well. Uh, some people do look for uh, investment as part of why they collect cars. Um, and sure, it's really cool to have something and look at it, but um, I think that kind of um, automotive collecting is actually maybe harmful because th those cars, they don't get driven, they just end up going from garage to garage, basically. Uh, they get traded from one collector to another collector, and then that collector holds on to it and sells it to another collector, and they don't get used. And that is the hardest thing on a vehicle, is just sitting. It's really, really bad for them. But that is an aspect of car collecting. Um, just the investment side of it. And I think other people collect for the stories or the history of the vehicle. Um, I do get into that a bit. But um, a good story is, is always worthwhile cars that I think would be fun to own because of their history would be like hmm, a DeLorean DMC-12 maybe a Tucker Torpedo uh, they've got really interesting stories like uh, I'm sure everybody knows the DeLorean story of uh, how John DeLorean uh, decided that he was going to make his own car company after working at GM for so long and uh, had some financial and build quality issues and then some legal issues so uh, there was that and then like 
the Tucker story. Uh, if you want to know the Tucker story, uh, go watch the movie Tucker. Totally worth it. Uh, I'm not going to get into it here. Because <laughs> I could go on and on and on and on and on about it. So, yeah, we're going to leave that one be. Um, but, um, and then there's cars with stories in history. Um, or racing homologation specials like um the 82 through 84 toyota sleeka gttr which was a rear wheel drive turbo sleeka um before the all-wheel drive turbo sleekas that people know uh toyota built um a rear wheel drive uh toyota sleeka with a turbo on it um to homologate for a Group B racing uh, rally, or maybe a Cobra, because they were built for racing and ended up being sold to promote the racing or help the racing along. And yeah, things like that are really interesting to me. Um, I like the very rare strange rare cars uh like my the baron convertible one of 900 that they made so um yeah kind of weird and rare and not something that everybody would think of as maybe a collector vehicle but you know everybody collects something different there are people that collect chevy sprints um that's not something that i'm personally into but you know, uh, they have their merits for sure. There are definite downsides to collecting cars, um, mostly financial. It's a, it's a lot. Uh, I mean, like cars take a lot in maintenance and um, insurance. Oh man, yeah, especially here in BC, it's just brutal uh, paying insurance on however many vehicles you want to have insured at a time. Um, the other one is space. Man, uh, take, they take up a lot of space. I wish I could have like a warehouse where I could just keep all my vehicles and maybe one day open like a museum or something so that maybe they could pay for themselves. Maybe I'll rent them out as movie vehicles or something, but it, uh, yeah, space and money. It's a it's a bit of a premium for sure. I do feel like those are hurdles that are not insurmountable though. <laughs> so, you know, maybe at some point I will sell a car or two, but uh at the moment I think uh we may end up just collecting or working on the stuff that we've got is probably a better idea. <laughs> Whether that actually happens or not, we'll see. But maybe I will sell out everything and build that Dodge truck. I don't know. Anyways, I think that's enough of my rambling for today. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening. And uh, in the next episode, I think we're going to do some car stories. Anyways, we'll see you then. As always, you can reach me at stillplayswithcarspodcast at gmail.com, and we'll see you in the next episode.